And this is Denise Thompson. And welcome to Ethical Quandaries. Dun 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 dun. <laughs> dun 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 dun. <laughs> EQ Rewind. Yay! So we've made it through 15 episodes. And this episode we're going to go back and look at some of the responses and different things we thought mm-hmm. of the last 15 episodes. Yay! So our first episode, we had a lot of hype we're just going to dive right in. Oh, yeah. So. Diving in. Yeah. <laughs> I'm diving in. <laughs> That's from a different podcast altogether. <laughs> um, but our first episode, we um, did like a week's worth of publicity for, said so we're going to start a podcast, and we did it on short-term missions. Yes. And some ethical issues with that. Um, it was... Uh, pretty nerve-wracking I had never edited a podcast oh, well, I hadn't done anything with sound before no so, yeah I don't was, even know how long it took to, to record that oh everything. it was yeah it was yeah trying to just even turn on the mic was an issue <laughs> and I was terrified to even start a podcast mm-hmm. I was not interest interested in putting myself out there at all yeah so it's after a year of talking to mm-hmm. me basically and then a couple more months of intense talking to me and I finally decide to do a podcast and I was for sure that we were going to get back like a so, ton of negative, negative yeah. response yeah like I ever, I think I'm always for sure that we're going to get a ton of <laughs> negative responses we could do it on the most benign thing and I'm like <laughs> we're going to get all this the letters the angry letters we haven't gotten any angry letters uh, <laughs> so uh, short-term missions was definitely our most popular episode mm-hmm. so far. And, yeah. you know, number one, mm-hmm. it's going to kind of be that way because people are going to try you out right. and see if they're interested in you. Yeah. Yeah. So since number two wasn't, we're assuming that a lot of people just weren't interested. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that a lot of people were supportive and, and just podcasts in general aren't their thing. Or not, you know, yeah. it's just, just not yeah. a lot of people's yeah. thing. Yeah. Well, and a lot of people responded to one thing in particular in the podcast when... I mentioned sitting in the seat shaking, mm-hmm. hoping that, you know, you would not get the call from God <laughs> to be a missionary and like how nerve wracking that was as a kid. Mm-hmm. And people are like, I literally laughed out loud when I heard that. So that was funny to hear <laughs> yeah. that. I wasn't the only kid that like, shaking There was, in my everybody was like, yeah, I totally remember that moment. So that was funny. It was kind of a universal. <laughs> and also after that episode, I ended up getting the book. The Very Worst Missionary, a memoir or whatever <laughs> by Jamie Wright. And I would suggest if anyone is interested in learning more about that, Jamie was a missionary in Costa Rica for mm-hmm. five years. And her book really sheds a light on more of what we were talking mm-hmm. about. And she's so much more knowledgeable. You guys, that book super easy read. I'm going to plug it right now. And I need to borrow it from Denise. Yeah. Read it so read that book on short-term missions. So. so our second episode was the Mike Pence rule. <laughs> So this one, my fears came true <laughs> right away. Well, sort of. I mean, like you didn't get nasty emails. Um, I mm, 
I got some, like, a little pushback. Some pushback, yes. <laughs> and for me, that's a lot. That's a lot. <laughs> for me, I'm like, I'm just waiting for when the, like, get the email calling me the C word or something. <laughs> that's what my, my, my standard is. Well, because I had a blog before this, and I, I got a lot of those, so my, my skin is a little <laughs> It's definitely thicker. thicker. <laughs> um, so, you got a, um... I got an email yes. saying that, you know, kind of looking at both the pros and cons of it, saying basically they were putting in that, uh, it was a, you know, Would a you, relative... Did mic- you get the email or did Ethical Ethical Quandary got the email. Okay. Saying that they had been put in that position, they felt like perfectly fine in their marriage in that position where they had to be like in a work trip, but they, but they felt like didn't the, want the church, the church to know because it. the church would judge them. So it was kind of like both ways. Like they were like, you know, you, you didn't necessarily, they didn't necessarily choose to put themselves in that position. It just happens because of work, but they would never tell the church because then the church would judge them, which is interesting. That's kind of what we were talking about. Yeah. We got a, a, you got a little bit more pushback, I think. I think some people listen to that episode and because we chose to refer to the rule as the, as the Mike Pence rule, mm-hmm. we did get some pushback saying that it was like, like an political, like on, an attack on, on Mike, Mike Pence, Pence, which I felt like was some people got a, a little caught up, a little hooked on the fact that that's mm-hmm. the name we used. We could have used Billy Graham. We could have just called it a totally different rule. Mm-hmm. The reason we, the reason I use Mike Pence rule is because actually somebody who is supporting the, that rule, yes, what used that that language, and so I it was being looked at as, as a, a positive, positive thing. This is a Mike Pence rule. This is what I follow, and so I used the same language when I was criticizing it. Is so. when they were supporting it, so I kind of thought it was like kind of a neutral term. But some people thought that it was more political and just a, a, a reason to attack a person. Yeah, a and so person. I think a couple people thought that Mike, Pen- like using Mike Pence's name, was in a negative. Mm-hmm. When in reality, we were talking about it as people using his rule well, as, as a, a positive, positive and kind of the damage that it can do. And mm-hmm. it really had nothing to do with, with Mike Pence, yeah. to be honest. It really kind of went back to Billy Graham. Which we did get quite, <laughs> ironically, quite a bit of pushback from our friends teasing us because, unfortunately, Billy Graham died, like, the day after, I think. Or like, no, I don't even know the day, the day it came of, out. The day it came out. And we got a lot of teasing from our friends saying that... That's what that's killed what him. That's what killed him. It was obviously not, and we're, you know, but yeah, it was bad timing. <laughs> I would still say that, that the Mike Pence rule got the most, most negative, uh, negative, negative feedback. feedback. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, we just did it again with our Mike Pence rule 2, with male Joshua. photographer's uh, perspective, which is our one and only episode we've had with a guest, and we'd love to have more guests on that was, required the most editing by me. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of drinking going on during that one, so I can assume that the editing The editing was, was interesting. We had a lot of fun recording it, but... It was the second most popular podcast. Though. It was. It was. So, interestingly mm-hmm. enough, uh, people listened to three without listening to two, which probably yeah. didn't make any sense to them. I don't know. But, but yeah. it's all because of Joshua. It was, yeah. They listened to Joshua because they just wanted to hear his... Hot. That's with lots of T's. H O T T T T T. His hot voice. So. Ew. I was waiting for that. So we also got a lot of comments. We got yeah quite a few comments mm-hmm. of women in our lives mm-hmm. who either had never thought of it. Mm-hmm. People who didn't grow up in that culture. No, and so it was like, oh my gosh, I thought of this the other day as I closed the door with me and my boss sitting in the same room. Yeah. And I thought about, about this, this when I was taking a trip with my male coworker, like, across state. 
Like, I, I never thought of it before. And I was like, yeah. I wish I had never thought of it before. It would make life so much easier. But that was interesting. And they never thought of it before listening to um, our podcast. So, and that basically it's not practical in the real world. Everybody is like alone with their coworkers and it's just a thing that happens all the time. Number four, our fourth episode was on recycling on the Kenai Peninsula. Mm-hmm. Recycling. This was our least popular episode. <laughs> and... No one really liked it. Nobody liked it. Nobody commented. I don't know what. <laughs> so I was thought like we were like. Controversy. I thought we were good. I thought we, we were good. doing some like mm-hmm. sleuthing behind you, know, like really doing some. There was, I think, a, a massive amount of research in that one. Yes, mm-hmm. we actually mm-hmm. looked really into it. You guys, we worked hard on this. And we didn't get anything. Just back. listen to it. Just listen. <laughs> <laughs> and it is very prescriptive to our. To our area. area. Yeah. So I, I thought, well, it was had Alaskan in the title. Maybe people from the lower 48 are like, or like whatever. I don't care about Alaskans recycling practices. <laughs> <laughs> whatever maybe. the crazy Alaskans are doing with their conspiracy theories. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I really, I felt like I was a, you know, a detective mm. like doing my research and then, yeah, mm. thanks guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. Our uh, fifth. Yes. Was the worst. Which was about Amazon. It was. So we have yet to do why we shop local. Mm-hmm. But which, which will be an episode. That, yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. that will come up. I just I told Jessica today I need to be in the right frame of mind for that because <laughs> I got a lot of feelings. <laughs> but we actually converted someone to not shop mm-hmm. on Amazon. Yep. So we had a convert. Yep. Yay! And they shared some <laughs> an some EQ stuff on convert. <laughs> so we should just start our own cult. Yeah, own religion. We've got one convert. Convert. We're we're good to go. (laughs) No shopping on Amazon. If you get caught shopping on Amazon, we'll kick you out. Excommunicate you. (laughs) So sixth episode. Oh, did you have something more? No, that's that's all I got. (laughs) It is just the worst. Period. The worst. We had a convert. It was amazing. (laughs) There's a lot of people that disagree with us Mm -hmm. because they, you know, they save money, but you know, they also. Wonder why there are 32 kids in a classroom mm-hmm. in their schools. Anyways, let's not go. <laughs> let's not go there. So the sixth episode was to swear or not to swear. Mm-hmm. So I think that one's probably the most relatable episode for a lot of people. We got a lot of, me too. <laughs> I, I need that shirt. Because we shared a shirt on Facebook yeah, and Instagram that says, yeah, I love Jesus, but I cuss a little, and a lot of people were like, I need that shirt. <laughs> yes. And I also noticed an increase of people who had never sworn around me, who listened to the podcast, started swearing around me, which made me feel loved. Yeah. Because I was like, oh, they're comfortable around me now. Yay, I'm one of them, they're one of me. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so that one was was fun to do. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, a little nerve-wracking for yeah. me, because there were some swears, and it's like, yeah. you're going public, Yeah. and... This is not something and that's of course, acceptable in and, our and in some in our growing right. up culture and in our in our cultural swearing when you're a teenager like that was one of the worst things you could do like they swear oh no oh I was Which, a sailor yeah well we did kind of have two guests on the swearing episode we had Patrick and Mike mm, mm-hmm. so we hauled them into here and had them say a few words Mike smacked his hands a lot like yeah. he was smacking his like that yeah as he talked he just mm-hmm. kept smacking. 
And that was a hard edit. It was a hard edit. Yep. <laughs> like, he's a big hand talker. We're like, the next time, if you're going to come on again, you have to sit on your hands. <laughs> oh. Yeah, it was like a whirl, whirlwind. Then the most timely episode we had was the abstinence-only sex ed. Yeah. Let's talk about sex ed, baby. <laughs> <laughs> because about a week, later that week, a policy was put into place and rolled back comprehensive sex education and put more money into abstinence only which has proven that it doesn't work and then I read actually an article like a week later that says something like 80% of abstinence only curriculum have completely false facts and like those aren't like disputed facts like that you may be like oh well one person thinks this one person thinks that it's like regular biological facts that are just wrong. <laughs> um, so, um, so that, and I, I was actually reading some of the facts that were wrong. I was like, yep, that was what was taught. And when I was a skills trainer in middle school, I was like, yeah, that's completely wrong. And I remember learning that. So in, in that, and that's a biological fact that they're teaching that it's actually incorrect in, in abstinence only education. So it's unfortunate that they are trying to roll that back and put into something, education into something that doesn't work. I don't understand. I guess I'm so confused. I'm like, it doesn't work. It's been mm-hmm. proven not to work. People are, like, horrified when they find out about it. Right. And then... Yeah, I don't understand it they either. They do it again. Is because, like, you... It's all about parents' rights versus schools' rights versus... But the thing versus... is, is that you teach your kid all sorts of stuff normally, all sorts of danger, like, in the world, all sorts of things that they should do and should not do, and because sex is apparently taboo, then we're just like, nope. Don't do it. That's all you can need to know. Well, what I mm. what I think is interesting is, I mean, this gets off the subject a little bit, but all the parents, a lot of the parents who want abstinence-only sex education because they don't want a stranger teaching their children about sex, mm-hmm. they are also the people who want prayer back in school oh, and they right. want religion back in school. And I think you don't want a stranger teaching your child about something that's a biological fact, mm-hmm. but you're going to let them teach, teach your, your child, child spirituality. Yeah, so they, you can't trust them to teach them about biology, but you can trust them to teach them about spirituality. Yeah, you want that person to lead a prayer, um, but you don't want them talking about penises and vaginas. Wow. It yeah. blows my mind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, to me, so much, like, mm-hmm. as a parent, I'd be like, please teach my child about their body. Mm-hmm. But, on the other hand, I am, you know, that's a different episode. Right. Yeah. I'm not going to even say. We should, we should, we should. Prayer in schools. There you go. We'll do that some other time. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that's another thing I've been trying to balance back and forth is our more secular topics. Yes. <laughs> and our, that's a very christian thing to say. But in our more Christian topics, and I realize I have way more Christian topics, probably because it's just been part of my life so, so long, but I've been trying to kind of balance it because I know that a lot, like, a lot of our listeners haven't been raised in that, and so I don't want to alienate people who are just not part of that culture and have never experienced it. So I'm trying to do a balance, but yeah, that's been our that's been our hard <laughs> issue. <laughs> so speaking of church topics, uh, mm. eight nine were church attendance part one and two. Mm-hmm. I think it was my most absolutely like the first our first episode was vulnerable because I was doing a podcast and mm-hmm. I thought I was going to get backlash. Same with the third. Um, I think church attendance was my most vulnerable, just putting out there my views Mm -hmm. and knowing that people are not going to agree with me. Right. Yeah. It was for sure my most vulnerable because I haven't actually talked to pretty much 
anyone except for extremely close friends and told them that I'm not going to church. And I definitely, I've told one person, well, somebody, one person asked me why I wasn't going to church a couple months ago. And I told them and it didn't go well. So I was like super nervous about like saying that and saying it. And it's kind of a new thought for me. And, and I think I've got year. some, I've got some people like tiptoeing around me mm-hmm. trying to figure out what they can do to get me back mm-hmm. or what to say to me since mm-hmm. that episode. And I felt them tiptoeing mm-hmm. and I've just let it happen. Right. So. Yeah. I, I just feel like, yeah, that for, for me, that one was definitely super vulnerable. I, I don't know if like my family listened to it or not, but like, I feel like they would not be happy with that conclusion that I drew and but you know it's what I it's where I came to and it it, yeah it did happen within the last year whereas a lot of these other things I've had an opinion on for a really long time at least like 10 years so that one was within the last year and it's still super sensitive because I just miss church so yeah it's kind of like a like a still emotionally vulnerable to me we did hear a few stories about why people mm-hmm. are Stay. staying mm-hmm. in their church, yep. even if they're unhappy. We have right. a few listeners that are not happy with where they're at, but mm-hmm. their reasoning for why they're staying mm-hmm. is very enlightening. And yeah. Really. Like some people have said that, that, that they're staying just as an obedience to God. Um, they don't feel like um, they had the freedom. Like they don't feel free to leave because they want to obey God, and they basically think that that God has asked them to them. stay stay where they are so they're doing that right now but and so that was interesting and then also I got to have a face-to-face conversation with somebody in the community that I don't know well they actually asked me (laughs) point blank they asked me if I still went to church because I said oh I was raised you know evangelical and they said oh do you still go to church and I said no and they asked me why (laughs) and so I got to I because I had just done that episode I had a very clear answer and it was nerve-wracking to me because I it was a face-to-face, you know, with somebody I'm not real familiar with, and that was scary, and I don't normally, I'm not a huge talker with uh, people I don't know well, um, but I, I did get to Just strangers easily... on the internet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm perfectly fine to talk to strangers, that's fine, but like, you know, when you're, when you're just sitting there and they're asking you what your reasons for not going to church are, and then you, like, I got, I had a very clear answer. Um, because I just done this episode, and I think he was pretty shocked. He um, was shocked. He, was he shocked. thought you were a lesbian. He did. He thought I was a lesbian. <laughs> and then I had to explain that I was not a lesbian, but he, but he gave you permission to marry whoever you want. Yes, he did. Which I, you know, apparently I do need, uh, you know, permission for that <laughs> from some random dude. From some, I mean, well, you know, at least I had his consent, <laughs> his permission to marry whoever I want, even though I'm already very much married <laughs> to a man, to a dude. <laughs> But thank you. Then our next episode was travel tips. Basically, that was a vacation brag. Yeah. Yeah. We went on vacation. We we bragged bragged about it. it. (laughs) And everyone was like, good for you. Glad you went on vacation. (laughs) That's all. We shared a a picture of Hobbits. It was nice. It was. (laughs) We were on vacation. We were tired. We didn't want to give you guys anything real. (laughs) You could have listened to us on jet lag. That would have been fun. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, that one was just basically a vacation brag. If you guys want to live vicariously through our vacations, there's a couple helpful ethical tips on there. (laughs) And then 11 was Fur Babies Are For Life, and that was our most shared episode. Yes. 
I think that a lot of people really agreed with that one. People who really love animals, activists, I think that got shared a lot. <laughs> yeah, I definitely, definitely noticed the shares were a lot more on that one. And I mean, come on guys, fur babies are for life. Mm-hmm. Unless they're biting your children and then you find them a nice home without children. There are, there are things to do. <laughs> <laughs> Number 12 was purity schmurity. <laughs> so we did the least research mm-hmm. on that. Like that one, I felt like we had a lot of information and yeah. we did like no research. That's because I had done like 15 years worth of research on that my entire life. <laughs> that one, like listening to it because I don't edit the podcast so I will listen to it when they come out um and just kind of give my feedback to Jessica so like if there's something wrong which only has happened once Mm -hmm. um I'll catch and but listening to that one I (laughs) legit felt like I stepped out stepped away from my body and I'm like (laughs) what are we part of like this culture that we came Mm. from is really bizarre Mm. like super weird and It's a little crazy. It's kind of like if you ever are sitting in church and you start, like, thinking about being a person that just walks in off the street and sits down and starts listening to the words of the songs (laughs) you're singing. You're like, why are we talking about blood so much? Just a lot of blood. Are these vampires? Are these animals? What's going on? (laughs) And, like, to us it seems normal. And, I mean, not that that purity culture ever seemed normal Mm -hmm. to me because I've always thought it was a little odd, but... It just seemed real odd at that point. Like, yeah, just like, what like are we even doing? Like, oh my gosh, this is really bizarre, guys. So, <laughs> coming, I'm like, listen, I try to listen to it as someone who didn't grow up mm. in that or just like a podcast listener. Right. And that was one that kind of got me where I was like, whew, this is nuts. <laughs> so, and I really enjoyed The Dollop. Oh, you um, hadn't listened to that one before. I hadn't. Oh, okay. And so I listened to <laughs> that. That was nuts, wasn't it? That was yeah. two guys way outside and the I was, And, and they, what they were saying, like, legit made me feel super uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But I but was like, like but you that's can see what, their point. <laughs> yeah, but that's what they're thinking. Uh-huh. That's what people are thinking. Right. And we Christians don't know. are like, they're like, oh, well, that's that's them being gross or that's them. No, and that's like, like two normal guys who are they're like, like, that's mm. what you're putting off. Mm-hmm. You're putting off some of those vibes. Mm-hmm. And yes, they're a comedy podcast, right. so they're going to play it up a little bit. But that was, yeah, I had fun with that, too. Yeah, and then number 13 was the, was it ethical to use genealogical um, DNA to nab the Golden State Killer? So that one had the longest <laughs> title. It gets, yeah, the award for the longest title. I wanted people to be like, Google Golden State Killer and get our podcast name. <laughs> That would be awesome. <laughs> I'm trying to mark it. <laughs> I've been told that I should be tweeting 20 times a day, and I don't have time for that. So I I'm just it, making yeah. real long titles. <laughs> Someday, guys, I'll get on the Twitter, and I'll start. I reminded Denise that she had the password. The password. I she, forgot she I had the that password. She, she forgot all about it. I was like, but you have, like, I told her, like, a week before our podcast started, and she yeah. I was like, why aren't you reading things? She's like, what? You never gave me the password. <laughs> I just figured she wanted to handle it. <laughs> a lot of people came forward and they were like private messaging me. I got a couple like people like, why are we not like closer friends? Like, because we have all these things in Interest, common. And yeah. like, you, I love You're interested in the crime. purity culture and true crime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got, so we did get a lot of like, people who identified with mm-hmm. loving true crime mm-hmm. and not being able to like talk about it very much yeah but that we also like plugged my favorite murder mm-hmm. a lot which they're not paying us to no. do. 
I so feel we like we should get royalties. Mm, yeah. Checks. Mm. Exactly. <laughs> and because people, when they start listening to my favorite murder, they're not going to be listening to us anymore. No, <laughs> they're, they're much totally funnier. <laughs> they are funnier. Um, that was the one that I had the least expertise on, and like I had no idea what I was talking about. <laughs> I had a little bit more information, probably. <laughs> You've been following it pretty closely. Yeah, and I was the one who had. I, you know, I was the one who figured it out before That's anyone true. else. That's true. You. Knew. Even those newscasters didn't have a clue what was going on. Denise was sitting there in her armchair and like, I know! I know where they got it from! <laughs> Genealogical data. They actually just came out with, it was tissue. A no, they, tissue. Co- they confirmed it from a tissue. Yes, yeah. a mm-hmm. tissue and also cells from under his door handle while he was shopping at Hobby Lobby. Which blows my <laughs> mind that he was shopping at Hobby Lobby. The Golden State Killer. He's a crafter. A, he's, he's big on scrapbooking. He's a scrapbooker. You guys know what those scrapbookers have. Those scrapbooks. They're shady. Shady. You guys know what those scrapbooks have in them. It's not good. Oh, That's what they were pulling out. Evidence. Oh. All his scrapbooks. Oh. <laughs> With like the little bubbles <laughs> above the heads. Like saying little, words. Little flower stickers and markers i'm not laughing about these people's deaths no please don't please don't misunderstand but but the golden state killer scrapbooking is an interesting oh my gosh idea hobby lobby (laughs) number 14 was scs code for shit christian say because we have to do code code (laughs) (laughs) we got a wonderful letter so i'm just gonna read it to you they said that we could use their name we've got a uh, wonderful letter from robert from Hawaii and he said aloha Jessica and Denise I'm started to listening to your podcast about a month ago and I'm hooked I started listening to podcasts a few years ago after I came back from a pretty rough deployment to Afghanistan and soon realized that I couldn't listen to the radio while driving because as a former musician my emotions would quickly put me in an emotional state that would trigger my PTSD I'm slowly getting better at managing my symptoms and with the help of my wife and family starting to engage back with the world I was really interested in the conversation you two were having about SCS, particularly about hashtag blessed. It's my birthday today and my BFF from middle school sent me a text wishing me a blessed day. I have a bit of a problem with the idea of God's blessings in particular because even as I type this email, I'm cognizant of the fact that there is a very large likelihood that the cadmium in the battery that powers this phone was mined by children as young as eight, working for less money per day than many people would even bother picking up off the sidewalk. And that's just one part of one component of the phone. Sorry, I ramble a bit, but the idea that hashtag blessed and hashtag grateful and the story about the washing machine got me thinking. Maybe a main part about the problem with the term blessed and the perceived and or real lack of gratefulness comes from who we show gratitude to. If someone comes and fixes your washing machine, be grateful to that individual. You can still feel blessed that you live in circumstances that allow you to have a washing machine, pay for it to be fixed, live in a time and place where such things are possible, and countless other things. Besides, even if we all only gave gratitude for something once a day, all 7 billion-ish people on earth, even if that blessing went to God once a year, God would still be getting 20 million blessings every day. Plus, showing someone gratitude for something is just a really nice thing to do. You can really make someone's day or week or year. So I'm going to end that with a thank you to you too. Your, your podcast is special and you are too. Mahalo. Thank you, Robert. That was a nice It was. Email. That was so great. It made my day. Yeah. And it's really... Since I don't have the password for the email... <laughs> I forwarded it to Just forwarded it to me. <laughs> 
it was interesting. That was a perspective that we hadn't really gotten into is showing gratitude to another human. Yes. Who gave you the, the washing machine. I completely agree. I, I do too. I thought that was a really insightful point. And one of the things that we say is our basis for ethics is, does it build a relationship with God and another person? And that one would definitely build a relationship with that other person if you show gra- real gratitude toward the person who fixed your washing machine. And it would be less of a holier than thou, oh, I'm so holy, I'm giving all the gratitude to God, when you're saying, Joe, thanks so much for you know doing this for me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, because I think <laughs> legitimately... God uses people. Mm-hmm. I mean, we say that all the mm-hmm. time. God uses people. Right. So why are we not giving these people... Yeah. I mean, does it come down to the mm-hmm. fact... I don't know. You know, I was raised in a church where if someone got up and sang a song, we did not clap mm-hmm. for them. Like, mm-hmm. you would not mm-hmm. clap. It was so horrible. <laughs> like, well, because it was... Because it was recognizing them. Yeah. And you were supposed to give all the praise to God. Mm-hmm. But I also never noticed that praise going to God. Mm-hmm. So it was like... You know, yeah. and then afterwards everyone would be like, what a wonderful special music. Mm-hmm. Your voice is so pretty. <laughs> and so I'm like, why don't we just clap? <laughs> <laughs> and, like, tell this person we appreciate them. Right. And what they're doing. But yeah. I, I totally agree. Yeah. Like, Robert's email was amazing. Yeah. We loved it. Thank you, Robert. And then also on that episode we got feedback from another listener. Another listener gave us feedback. And, oh, my goodness, I was laughing through this. <laughs> um, she says... I can't, I kind of can't stand when some Christians feel they have to correct me and call Easter Resurrection Sunday. <laughs> she says, does that one qualify? It um, absolutely qualifies. Hell yes, it qualifies. <laughs> that's the most annoying thing either. What? I don't think I've, that's ever happened to me. I have had people correct I, me. I, yeah. But I work in retail. Oh, that's probably, yeah. So I, my happy holidays. Oh, jeez. Because there's in. obviously not more than one. There's only no. one correct one. Yeah, mm. I have. Ha- I've been corrected. And my my deal with owning a store is what someone gives to me, I will give back mm-hmm. to them. Right. Um, if they say Merry Christmas, I answer with Merry Christmas. Mm-hmm. If they say Have Happy Holidays, I say You also. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, I just am like You too. <laughs> right. So it goes right back to them. Mm-hmm. Let's see. What else did she say? Oh, I'm praying for you. When there's something tangible mm-hmm. they could actually do to help you That's out. That's kind of like the thoughts and prayers thing. Sending out thoughts, thoughts and, and prayers. prayers. Like, if and there, actually if doing there nothing. is something... Okay, so that was something that came up uh, recently is, like, thoughts and prayers is just completely... It just doesn't give you any self-determination or, like, give any responsibility on yourself for actually changing something. There's a lot of things that you can change instead of just giving out prayers or thoughts. Yeah. You can actually do something. You can give a meal. You can help somebody in a very tangible and way. I've Go seen fix people, that dishwasher. Yeah. Or, you know, and washing I've machine. Seen, yeah. I've seen mm-hmm. people say, I would love to give you this, mm-hmm. but I legitimately don't have $10, mm-hmm. but I do have the power of prayer, and that's what I'm giving you right now, but I'm keeping you in mind when I do have the $10 mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. I will send it to you. So, I mean, like, to me, that feels like... But there are rare times when you can't do there's, there's stuff, okay, so like that one guy got on when um, Silent Bob had his heart attack. Mm-hmm. Some He got a lot of crap because he's like sending out thoughts and prayers. Well, in that case, what else was he supposed to do? Silent Bob has insurance. He's got the money to pay for it. 
his he's not gonna jump in when the surgeon is cutting him open and be like this other actor be like oh no i'm going to do it myself that's the only thing you can do in that circumstance if there's nothing else you can do I mean, you okay. could send flowers, I guess. Yeah, but, like, really, I mean... Is that helping? Is that helping? I mean, it might be... Oh, it might be boostering his... Let's, let's, like, he's, like, in the middle of surgery. So it's yeah. not gonna... There's nothing you can do in the middle of surgery except for... Yeah. Especially if somebody can pay for it themselves or have insurance that yeah. you can, like, do at that moment. I mean, but she definitely... There, but if there is something you can do, do it. Yeah. Like, just don't... It's, like, almost an excuse. Prayers are almost an excuse in, instead of action. Yeah. And if someone's asking for prayer, that's not what we're talking about. Our listeners specifically saying, when there is something tangible, they could actually do. Well, like, we recently had the thing where, like, we had friend's brother stranded up on a mountain. There's nothing we could do at that point except for pray because the helicopters were already on their way. We yeah. pray for their safety. That's all we can do at that moment. There's, There's circumstances, for sure, that are like that. But, you know, in this, there's also circumstances that there's tons of things you could do. Yes. So she also talked about calling people that go to your church buildings as church family. And I've never thought of that. Not once have I thought about that. Not once. Because it's such, it's such across the board. mm -hmm. It doesn't matter what denomination you go to, it's going to be said They say church family. And it's everyone who goes into the church. Mm -hmm. And as a parent, she is really concerned about how that will kind of affect her kids. Basically, Mm -hmm. Telling your children that all these people are family gives access for them. It gives access a, a, it, a it basis can, of trust can, that is not yes. there for it your It can kid. potentially give access to yeah. your children. Perpetrator. Yeah, mm-hmm. to a perpetrator. Right. But yeah, it's, it's basically saying to your children, these are all trustworthy people because our family, we expect to be trustworthy people. So this large, huge group are now these trustworthy people and you don't know all of them. So that's an, that's actually I thought it was I never, great. never thought about. Yep. You guys, we had some good, really mm-hmm. good feedback on all of our episodes, mm-hmm. but I think SCS was my favorite feedback. Mm-hmm. Not to be... It was just really interesting. A lot of things that we hadn't... Yeah, it was like we stuff like, I oh, hadn't thought of. Hadn't thought of that. Yeah. No, not at mm-hmm. all. The next episode, our last one last week, was Christian pop culture. And I would say <laughs> when... When we were doing it, it was my favorite. It was my favorite to do it too. It was my favorite to edit because I was cracking up when we were. I was editing it, which is not something usually. I'm like, how do I get this bump out of here? Like that's all I'm thinking about when this one was to edit. I was like, ha ha ha, we're so funny. <laughs> Are funny. And so sadly, it came out on a, a Memorial oh, Day weekend. weekend. So not a lot of people have heard it yet. I'm yet, sure it will, we're saying yeah. I'm sure it will pick up because uh, oh, yeah. just because of the timing, but it uh, totally will. So uh, Patrick actually gave us some feedback because he was enjoying it. My husband mm-hmm. and he did share the old T-shirts, the um, instead of Megadeth, the <laughs> Mega Life T-shirts, and I completely forgot about those. They were everywhere. <laughs> the Mega Life ones, and then. Uh, we were thinking about the the lead singer Dave Mustaine of Megadeth uh, has since become a Christian, and it makes me wonder. <laughs> like, it seriously, we were kind of laughing about this before we got on. Like, what does this guy think about these T-shirts? Like, once you become a Christian, what do you think about those T-shirts? Like, Mega Life, and you were in Megadeth. Megadeth. You were the I don't know founder lead singer. <laughs> uh, Interesting, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, yeah. That just made me giggle. That, I thought it was. I thought it was our best one. It was. It was a, definitely 
for me, the funniest and the most fun to record. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but it was definitely, I mean, it's going to alienate people who don't, don't have those Don't memories. have those memories. But there's a lot of you out there that do, so. And we did, and I did get some feedback of some other bands that I, like, never heard of. So I actually, uh, I got a couple private messages. Oh, wow. And people were, like, suggesting different bands. So mm. I need to look those up and listen to them and see if I like them because they suggested them as good Christian oh. music. And... And like I said, on the episode, there is not a lot to nope. choose from, so I'm always eager for some good <laughs> some good art yeah. mm-hmm. coming from that direction. Yeah. So, this has been quite the run since, since our podcast first came out about 16 weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> and we thank you guys for listening. It's been super fun. Thank you for responding. Thank you for making us think. And we're like legit shocked that people listen to us. <laughs> to two to two chicks who don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, I actually have been kind of shocked every time. I'm like, why are these people listening to me? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But it's it's so encouraging and we've we've had really just just vast majority of positive feedback so that's been really exciting yes Mm -hmm. i'm i'm so surprised and and feel free to continue to comment send your questions our way uh send your and if you guys want us to ever mention you on an ethical quandaries rewind or an eq EQ rewind just uh tell us we can use your name yeah we'll just use your first name and probably where you're the state you're from robert from hawaii he, he let us know that he, he, we could use his name so that's why we use his and not anybody else's but yeah if you if we can use your name just let us know hmm. thanks guys <laughs> thank you so have we judged the heck out of our podcast i think so <laughs> and you know we'll try to tell you little funny things that go on behind the episodes mm. in each uh eq rewind you know, there's a lot of dogs barking and mm-hmm. uh, laundry going, laundry going, and showers being taken. And <laughs> there's a lot of dishes being put oh away, rattled. Goodness. Oh my goodness! <laughs> yeah, we expect we expect quiet in the house. When Absolute we are. silence, <laughs> and it does not happen. No, the so, cat tries to get in the room. Funk, 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 funk. Yes, I always have a little cat arm <laughs> up reaching to her under elbow, the door, re- reaching out, trying to touch me every time. Because she wants to be right next to me. Uh, Only when I'm podcasting. Other times I want her to love me. She doesn't. (laughs) So anyways, I think we've judged the heck out of that. Cool. So we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening. Bye. Like, she waved. She waved, guys. I waved. (laughs) So thank you for joining us here at Ethical Quandaries, a podcast where we have a lot of questions. But no answers. And we're we're judging judging you anyway. anyway. Technical support and photography by Tip Kingsley. Consultation by Mid Toker. Production music by EpidemicSound.com. Editing by me, Jessica Veldstra. If you have an ethical quandary or a comment, you can email us at ethicalquandaries at outlook.com. And check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Remember, if you enjoy the show, please rate, review, and subscribe. And support our work on Patreon.com. 